Hi, folks. My name is Girish Bali, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we're going to be talking about resumes. Yes, we did talk about resumes back in season one, that is. But there's a different aspect to the resume writing and different style. And how do we input? What do we input? Do we still need five pages or can we just deal with one page? Do we need just one paragraph or do we just need to change our words? Those are the questions that we'll be asking today on this show today. And we have uh, a person named by, I hope I pronounce this right, is Adrian. And uh, if it is wrong, we'll go and correct that into the show today. But he's an amazing person. I spoke with him several weeks back and uh, he was sick earlier, but he's back again. And uh, we'll talk to him and chit chat about resume writing and what we have to deal with. So, hi, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. Hi, Girish. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, the name is Andre, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Andre. Okay, I was close. I was and, close. And thank Andre. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Awesome. Thank you again for, for coming on Back to Basics. Uh, before we start the, the topic about the resumes and resume writing, the styles and all that fun stuff we're going to talk about. But what does uh, Back to Basics uh, mean to you? I think back to basics or like the first time when you wrote and I saw that it reminded me of uh, Elon Musk's idea of uh, working towards the first principles, like taking some basics. Mm. Uh, I mean, because I think every big business or like every startup has some basics that you need to you need to nail. Otherwise, mm. it will fail. And I think lots of people are forgetting about that, that you need to focus. It's like building a house. You need a foundation. Yeah. You cannot yeah. just start with the roof. So I think that's like. That's what for me, like when I hear back to basic and when I heard about you, that's what I thought about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again for, for coming uh, onto the show. And thank you for answering that question. You know, um, I did a resume writing uh, episode in season one. Now, I've explained what what is resumes and how long it needs to be and all that fun stuff. Now, I think we're living in a day and age. It looks like the styles have changed a little. What are your thoughts? I mean, has the style changed a little or are people looking for different things in the resume now? I think that, yeah, the style overall changed a little because now uh, people prefer like more modern resumes, uh, how they look, but also they need to be like really simple to read and they need to stand uh, stand out a bit. If you want to, I mean, if, if you want to create a great resume, you should make it in a way that you stand out a bit compared to all the hundreds that would look the same or are really boring. And I would say it depends from anyway, from industry to industry. That's why, for example, on, on Novo Resume, we have, we also have traditional and classic templates while mm. we also have creative and IT, IT templates mm. that are adapted to the new industries and the new types of skills. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah. No, 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 go ahead, please, please. Yeah, I would say that uh, yeah, the resume they are they evolved quite a lot in the last uh, ten years, especially like the format that needs to be sent. We still get this question a lot that, uh, for example, why cannot they export it in, as a Word document? Because this was back in the two thousands, like everyone wanted the Word document, while we export it only as a PDF. Because, like for example, PDF as uh, file format has higher security and also looks the same uh, both on a Mac and on a Windows computer. Hmm. Because if you if you create uh, a word sometimes on a Mac, it might look a bit different, or some things might change. Mm. So yeah, and, and I think and I think, the, yeah, and I think the that. and I think the reason why I think they do PDF is because 
then they cannot modify your resume. Am I right? You can modify PDFs as well if you have the software. There are even like free online softwares that you can use to modify PDFs. And also if mm -hmm. you have uh, from Adobe Suite, I think you can have an add-on to edit PDFs. I but see. Uh, yeah, Word, Word documents are easier to modify. And also this was uh, sometimes a problem that uh, you as a, you as a uh, job seeker, you would send your resume and then someone would find your resume somewhere and they will edit your, uh, your mm -hmm. information. And that's, yeah, that's not... Uh, that's not nice. And if, I mean, even now with the whole data protection and everything, it's quite illegal also. So. so then how, so then how do we not make, let's say someone modify your PDF file? I mean, word file, I can understand, but on the PDF, is there a way that we can put another layer of security on there? I think you can lock PDFs. I'm not completely sure. So yeah, I, okay. but from what I know, you can lock some PDFs that they cannot be edited or you can edit only some parts of it. I see. I see. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for explaining that. You know, um, you know, I, I read your company, uh, Nova Resume. Can you explain to people what Nova Resume does? I mean, I, I know it because you and I are talking mm -hmm. here, but can you explain what that company does? Oh, yes. We offer a professional and very intuitive uh, resume builder, like where people can co-create their documents. So we offer uh, templates and then, uh, dozens of uh, personalization features so you can uh, you can adapt your template uh, to to any industry that uh, you apply for so we offer you the the templates and all the help that you need and then you just need to input your information mm. but even there we have for example the content optimizers and we have tips and examples all the all the main sections they are already uh, uh, some uh, the headers are pre-written so you don't uh, you don't need to worry what do i write in the work experience well, like the professional title should come first, then the company, then the years, and then achievements. So we, we have all that sorted for you. So if you kind of, if you already know the information, you can uh, fill it out and have, have a professional resume in under five minutes. Hmm. Yeah, so thank you again. And, and then I was reading uh, somewhere online that I think back in, what is it, 2018 or something like that, that's when you had your first uh, 400K people uh, on your platform. Uh, yeah. So I guess it's successful. And I think today, I think you are celebrating your anniversaries too uh, on the company. Is that correct? Yeah, we had uh, one month ago uh, in uh, 22nd of uh, February. We mm. uh, uh, It was our six, uh, six years anniversary since we launched the beta version. And yeah, now in January also, we reached uh, 8 million users uh, worldwide. Wow. Awesome, awesome. So it seems like a lot of people are liking the template. Uh, so has the style kind of changed over the years, do you think? And how often do you change your templates? I mean, it can't be the same template that you used back in 2000 versus today. Am I right? Yeah, they're very different. Like, that's why we tried, uh, like, with Novo Resume. We took it, like, even in the name, because Novo means new in Latin and Resume. Mm -hmm. So it's like the new Resume. <laughs> Hmm. So we can, we made even our traditional templates can even the traditional one looks like quite modern like modern hmm. more modern elements but you can hmm. still make, make it look if if the recruiters really want a simple black and white template hmm. you can tailor ours as well because we didn't want to cancel on that saying that's nowhere good because some people still like that and appreciate that while we also created new templates. Even now in uh, in December, we uh, created eight new templates. 
like two of them, for example, being for tech, uh, for the tech industry and which are more skill-based. So we try to find new ways of showcasing skills because as it was in 2000, it was not so uh, like the tech uh, industry was not so developed. So you didn't have all these hard skills that uh, can be shown in different ways. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. You know, um, I've been in the industry for the last 25 plus years and 30 years, right? Uh, in a yeah. technology field. Now, do I write all 30 years of my life into that one resume or do I bring that down? You know, there was an example and there was an article from uh, Nova Resume about uh, Elon Musk and how much information do you want to put in there and do you want to just put less, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Yeah, we stand by uh, that. I think we created that in uh, 2016 and... uh, we uh, try to say and people to follow the concept of less is more. And especially if you have 25 years of work experience, you need to consider the jobs that you're applying for now and mm. not least, I would say to not least more uh, work experience that's older than 10, 15 years, mm. because most of the most of the skills and software or what you use, then it uh, is for sure updated. Mm. And then, yeah, of course, you would need to check uh, the requirements for the job you're applying for, because maybe Maybe for one of them, uh, some one job that you had 20 years ago it has some transferable skills or achievements. Sure. So in that way, we would recommend, for example, creating a master resume for you where you list everything. And then uh, you you kind of uh, plug in what you need for each application. Hmm. And then you like each application might have one or two pages, your resume. But then like your whole experience is like five pages. So does that mean, uh, is that similar to let's say people they don't use their services does that mean also that i need to have at least five different resumes in my drive to apply for certain positions is that how it is for example there'll be one resume for sales one for technology one for uh whatever i mean even a nova resume if i need to apply to you what what do i need to do i need to modify all those resumes is that right yeah, we would suggest you tailor each one for the job and company you're applying for because each company, each company, it's different. Even if you apply for the same job, each company would require, for example, different uh, different skills or different software. Especially, mm-hmm. especially for example, as a software developer, they might uh, you might apply for the position as a software developer, but each company might use different stack. Mm-hmm. So then you need to be aware of that. And mm-hmm. uh, what we what we've seen good feedback from the users is actually it's actually for using the color of the company that you're applying for in your resume. That's something really easy to do. And uh, companies actually appreciate that. We got mm. uh, feedback from users that uh, uh, they've been told at the interview that uh, uh, they got compliments on the color of their resume because they said, oh, you used the color of our company on your resume. So that's really nice. Mm. <laughs> so it's oh, okay. small, so things, that way. small things like this. Yeah, you can, uh, you can tailor it. So yeah, yeah, to yeah. not create one CV and then send it to 100 companies because they can easily see it's not tailored for them. So let me ask you this question here. Uh, do we apply to to employers as we're thinking that we want a job or do we act like that we are the brand and please hire us? What, what do you think of that? Well, I think now in the in the recent years, it's kind of changed the balance uh, mm-hmm. from the companies. Now the power is to uh, to the job seekers because I think the, there's more demand for 
for job seekers. But at the same time, I would not say like never say like please hire me. Uh, I'm thinking uh, we always say to our users or wh wherever we have the chance that to consider the resume as a marketing document. So mm. and uh, what it should do, it should sell you, and uh, it should kind of, it should showcase what qualities you have to solve the problem that they need. Because a company, when they have a job at, it means they have some problems that need mm. to be solved. And they need to find out how you as a product can solve that exact problem. Yeah, and you can yeah. showcase that through your skills, through your achievements, through your professional summary. Yeah. So now, th thank you again, by the way. So, I mean, we're talking resumes from a person to an employer. So now, how about creating a resume for you, meaning me or you or whatever, being an entrepreneur? What do we write in, in there and how do we explain to people that we're entrepreneurs and, and how do we go from there? Is that a digital business card that we are going to be creating? What, what is that? You can still create a, a normal resume. I actually created one for myself in, uh, in December to apply for, uh, to apply for something. And uh, it was quite a nice, <laughs> nice experience to, for me, like uh, to do that. But uh, you, of course, like even as an entrepreneur, you, you have a title or you have you're specialized in something so you can put that as a title and then uh, you just put the name of the company and then you write all your achievements that you had yeah that you have made in the company and mm -hmm. then also uh while being an entrepreneur you develop so many skills so many skills that are transferable mm. so uh, you can mention those as well and then the awards if you had any awards like uh, what are your interests what uh, what other achievements do you have other than entrepreneurship? And you can easily then have uh, a resume. Mm, yeah. So th thank you again, because some people, they were asking that uh, that's equal as my website. I mean, whatever it's in my about section, that's my resume. Uh, but I feel that in the about section is just a one paragraph. It doesn't really tell you what you do and, and, and you know, what anyone does. So thank you again for explaining that. Now, the other thing is, Finding jobs is easy or is it difficult? Because I think the market is, they say the market is open now after this COVID stuff uh, and the pandemic that we went through. But do you think that the market changed or the market opened? I think uh, it opened its uh, many more opportunities for job seekers. And I see for myself, uh, I came to Denmark in uh, 2012 and it was so hard to find a job. I, uh, I applied to like hundreds of companies and if companies and even jobs like as a bartender, uh, barback, stuff like that, even small jobs. And mm -hmm. it was really hard. It was almost impossible. Mm -hmm. But now I see like there are so many job opportunities. There are so many job ads everywhere and companies being like desperate to find someone hmm. but then also it depends on the industry and we see that ourselves like at least here in Denmark and I think in US as well it's very hard to find tech talent hmm. because like developers now are not so many as there as there's need hmm. so in that case it, in that case it's harder for companies so but I yeah, would say yeah. there is the opportunity and I think even in the tech industry like some people they don't even need a resume because they are headhunted all the time they don't. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. So let me ask you this one last question, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, um, back in the days when we used to apply for jobs, then employers used to hire you because of you. Now, I think the employers are being picky to choose you. 
Do you think that's the right statement? Do you think that's the trend that we're looking at now? I think sometimes if you have, uh, because if you have more options, of course you would be picky. And it's, uh, it's uh, in some cases as well that uh, you try to hire based on hard skills, 50%, but then the 50% is personality and soft skills. Because all, uh, I think the culture fit uh, matters a lot. You need to make sure that the per even the person, uh, even if they match all the hard skills, if they would not fit with the rest of the people, then it might create more problems actually than solve. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I think, yeah, companies are picky because you need to make sure that, yeah, after that you make the right hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again for uh, explaining that. And thank you for explaining all the resume stuff that you uh, you have explained from back in the days until today. And and actually, I'm trying to compare between season one and season two of how it's kind of changed the, the, the thought process now when it comes to resume writing, uh, because I think the time when we were talking about in season one that we were in the pandemic and now we're talking post uh, pandemic and how people and employers uh, think uh, nowadays. So thank you again for explaining that. And all the stuff that you do is just amazing work uh, and uh, more the merrier. And I'll keep on contacting you if I have any questions in my head. Uh, but thank you again for, for being here uh, and uh, supporting me in this podcast. But before you leave today, how was your journey on on back to basics? And do you have any last words to all my listeners and my viewers uh, today? Uh, my experience was really great. I think uh, you're a great host, and I like the other episodes that uh, you make and everything all everything that you started. So congratulations on that. That uh, what you mentioned before that you're doing this because it's your passion. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's really important, and this is what I would recommend to to everyone, to all your readers, to to follow to follow their dreams, to follow their passion and do it one one step at a time. I'm thinking that uh, if you think that you're in a forest and you see the goal uh, somewhere in the end, you should not focus on that, but instead look at your feet and focus on the next step and all the time yeah. look at the next step. And then yeah. in the end, you will get to your end goal. I think easier. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And, and thank you for explaining as simple as a resume writing or a resume designing or branding yourself. And I think those are the words that we use today. So thank you again for, yeah. for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with our guest today and we talked about resume writing. We talked about the styles. We talked about branding. We talked about is employers being picky or are we being picky? Hmm, you decide that. So there are other things that we have talked about on this uh, this show, and I had an amazing time with my guest. As usual, as always, there is a quote for the day, and hopefully my guest will like this quote. The quote is, no one has a resume that they are 100% comfortable with, nor does anyone have a life that they are 100% comfortable with. So that's really redundant, isn't it? But if you really think about it, all the resumes that we write is not always 100%. It's always science, it's always something, and you always keep on doing something new. Just like what he said, the templates keeps on changing according to his uh, uh, company. Now, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and I will see you next week on Back to Basics. Keep on subscribing to all the episodes comment on all the episodes because I try my hardest to give all the information as I can in every episode. And in every episode, including this one, the three things is always the best for me, which is the content, 
the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next week on Back to Basics. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Within a 12-month period because their audience is there and, and you know they're able to then help people you know, leverage that platform better. And I think we're seeing that now on TikTok, right? Yeah. People that, you know, just started putting out content and now are training others to put out content and becoming millionaires overnight, but there was no overhead. And that's the big thing. You know, back in the day, you know, you couldn't just become an entrepreneur because uh, the overhead, my father was an entrepreneur at a store in the South Street Seaport. And the year he closed his store, uh, it was $20,000, $25,000 per month, right? Mm -hmm. Plus, plus employees, plus...